Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The Attorney General testifies before Congress on rising crime and protests in America. Joe Biden releases his plan to combat economic injustice. Six players on the New England Patriots opt out of the 2020 season. Woman killed by a great white shark in Maine? Also, I had money in America. How you doing with that? But first, Attorney General Barr calling out congressional Democrats over their party's handling of anti-police protests in more than 100 cities. The AG asking legislators why they refuse to condemn violent attacks against federal property and city property. That's an excellent question. Mr. Barr facing a series of attacks from lawmakers, including shame on you and an accusation that he's, quote, working to end America's First Amendment rights. Far left Congresswoman Pramilia Jayapal even accused the attorney general of enabling police officers to, quote, persistently kill black bodies, unquote. Joe Biden unveiling his proposal to help fight economic and racial disparities. Former Vice President promising more federal investment in minority-owned businesses, government housing, public transportation. He says he'll address the racial wealth gap and the jobs gap for black and brown people. Mr. Biden's program will cost about $150 billion in addition to the trillions of dollars he says he wants to spend on climate change. At least six players on the New England Patriots refusing to suit up for the season. According to an agreement between the League and Players Association, anyone considered high risk for COVID can opt out of playing while still earning a salary of $350,000. Pro football is scheduled to start September 10th in Kansas City woman from New York killed by a great white shark off the coast of Maine. The 63-year-old was swimming in the waters near Bailey Island, that's northeast of Portland, Maine, when the 10-foot predator struck. Eyewitnesses say the incident happened less than 40 feet from shore. It is the first fatal shark attack in Maine's history. In a moment, money in America... How are you doing with that? Right back. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the truth about money in America. You may have noticed that the left is trying to divide the country using currency, rich versus poor, haves versus have-nots. And some of the time they do this based on color, race. So let's run down the facts. There are 11 million millionaires in the USA. That is 9%. 
of the entire population. There are only 621 billionaires. According to data from the Census Bureau, there are 115 million households total in the USA. Households earning less than $50,000 comprise 48 million. That's 40% of the household population, by far the biggest category. Households in the USA earning $50,000 to $100,000 a year number 35 million. That's 29% of us. Households earning 100,000 to 500,000, 10 million. 8% of us. Households earning 500,000 to a million, 8 million. 6%. So you can see that about 70% of American households earn less than $100,000 a year. Obviously, this group will decide and has decided the presidential election. Democrats say they will give the 70% more government money. They will give the folks entitlements, health care, housing, food stamps, etc. The entitlement party does appeal to some folks who feel that they need help financially. Because Republicans basically say you've got to practice self-reliance. They favor a safety net, but a much smaller federal presence and less free stuff. And so the battle rages. Now, where are you in all this? I can tell you my upbringing was solidly working class in Levittown on Long Island in New York. My family did not have much money. We had used cars. Now they're called pre-owned cars. You don't hear used cars anymore. We didn't have air conditioning in the house. That was brutal in the summer. We had very few amenities. My father took us on vacation to Vermont, Lake Bomacine. We drove on up there, stayed at a kind of quaint resort. <laughs> I love that word, quaint. It wasn't lavish at all. In fact, I didn't even go on an airplane until I was 18 years old. We drove on a Greyhound bus from New York to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Try that. So in my life, I have been self-reliant. Never taken a government handout, never taken a loan, never borrowed any money. I worked since I'm 10 years old. I competed, I did well, I'm happy, and now I give away a lot of my money. But there are many people, many voters, who want government entitlements, and that's what the Democrats are counting on. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I prove that message by writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and join our Stand Up For Your Country campaign. In a moment, something you might not know. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Think about the people you work with. You're all supremely different, which is why Dropbox designed a new workspace where whatever works best for you works best for your team where every file and app connect. Tasks not only assign work, but also help organize it, where you can create new decks, spreadsheets, and even launch video calls without ever needing to leave your workspace. That's Dropbox Business, a space for teamwork your way. Visit dropbox.com slash teams at work for a 30-day free trial. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 
Violent protests have taken over sections of many American cities since the death of George Floyd, as you know. Portland, Oregon has seen 60 consecutive nights of riots, while arsonists try to burn down federal property. The far-left mayors of protest cities seem unable or unwilling to stop the chaos, promoting some fair-thinking Americans to ask a very simple question. Who voted in these loons? First to New York City, Communist Mayor Bill de Blasio was re-elected in 2017, winning 66% of the vote. That number jumps to 80% in the Bronx and Brooklyn. Only Staten Island voted Republican. Now, very few people know this, but very few people voted in the de Blasio election, below 30%. In Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, earning nearly three-quarters of the entire vote in the Windy City, her opponent, another Democrat, received 26%. Last time a Republican won in Chicago was William Hale Thompson in 1927. Might be time for a change in Chicago as the death toll mounts. Portland, Oregon, far-left Mayor Ted Wheeler actually joined the rioters, standing by as crowds tried to set a federal courthouse on fire. Wheeler was elected in 2016 by 54% of the city, promising to, quote, take care of those in need and close the gap between wealthy and poor residents. Instead, Mayor Wheeler is actually helping to destroy the entire city of Portland. Next stop, Seattle, Jenny Durkin, elected in 2017, 60% of the vote. Durkin allowing anarchists to take control of City Hall and the surrounding area. 70% of Seattle identifies as Democrat. 84% of residents there voted for Hillary Clinton. 2016. San Francisco Mayor London Breed won in 2018, 36% of the vote. The two other candidates were also Democrats. In San Francisco, there is a one-party system that has led to disaster. Despite liberal domination in America's cities, the country is still split down the middle when it comes to politics. A Gallup poll in May 2020 shows A third of voters self-identify as Republican, a third as Democrats, a third as Independents. Back after this. The goal? Explain the 1990s in exactly 60 songs. Tupac, Warren Hill, You Oughta Know, Cream. The greater goal? Move past cheap nostalgia to something deeper and weirder and better. My name is Rob Harvilla. I'm a music critic at The Ringer. And whether you're full of teenage angst or you feel bored and old, whether you don't know the song at all or you know it far too well, My new show will take you through the decade one song at a time. It's 60 songs that explain the 90s. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.